Jeff. It is December 26th, one day after Christmas, and here we are, back doing a show like we promised. God, we, you know, I don't think any of you understand how good we are to you, and you should really make it your New Year's resolution. Dave, I have a simple question to start. Yeah. When people ask you to explain the dynamic of our friendship, how difficult is it? Because I think what happened today was so fun and uh, and it completely confused somebody who's a very good friend of ours, and I laughed the entire time. I couldn't, I couldn't, I, I obviously cared, but I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've known each other for, God, more than 25 years, literally, because yeah. we've been doing the show coming up next year in 2023. Look, turn around behind you. Look at this thing. Oh, That's dude. pretty cool, huh? I like that. Where'd that come from? I fucking ordered it. It's a big Dave and Jeff like established 1998 uh, on canvas picture. It's a big giant one that I stuck right here in the studio with us. I like it. Say, so, um, anyway, so yeah, we've known each other forever. I mean, literally, yeah. as uh, as I've told people all the time, you and I talk to each other more than I've talked to my wife all over the, the years. We laugh all the time. Yeah, we yell at each other all the time. All the time. Already today, five times. I said to Jim Trotter, <laughs> Jim Trotter, I said we've never had an argument. He goes, "What's left to argue about?" Do you ever listen to your stupid show? <laughs> so I'll take you behind uh, take you behind the curtain because certain things happen and they just fall right in the wheelhouse. And I think you're this way. I'm a hundred percent this way. I don't know if it's good or bad. I think Costa's this way. I don't think everybody's this way, Dave. Yeah. And and the point being is that if you see something that could potentially make a friend uncomfortable. You don't do anything to comfort the friend. You do everything you can to magnify the situation and make it worse because, A, your friend's going to hate you, but he's going to, I think there's a sense where you admire them. Yeah. I know I do. When they leap in and exploit it, uh, I think it's kind of funny. Dave, let's, let's give people a little background in case they haven't been paying attention. You love certain teams. If you had an SEC. Yeah. If you had to pick, now hang on, there's a lot of teams in the SEC, so don't just blurt out an answer. But if you had to pick one team in the SEC that probably means more to you than any other, do you have an answer? Yes, 100%. Okay, this is exciting. Which team would that be? <laughs> Alabama. Alabama. And it was that way before my kid or my sister even went there. I remember the day we were sitting off the air in 1360. Josh had just put the picture on Instagram. He was at North Carolina with Dr. Rita Palais. Yeah. The call came from Alabama. Do you remember where we were at the time? I just said we were in 1360, getting you, ready to go on the air. You know where we were, though? We were literally in the Chargers facility. And no. the Chargers, yes, I'm telling you. The Chargers were about to draft Melvin Gordon. And I had to go out, take a call, and I came back and I said, dude, Alabama is interested in Josh. And you said to me the funniest thing because you were so. You were so flipped upside down. Yeah. I knew it in the moment because you actually said to me in the moment, what does he do? Yeah. And I said, you go, dude, that's your dream. Yep. And, and obviously, if you're. I'm glad you 100% said oh. that and because it was a, literally was a discussion in yeah. our house. Yeah. So I said, you go. But I, I it mean, was my dad who was saying, don't go. Well, my dad was it. like, University of North Carolina. But my dad's done this to me before. Yeah. No, we, yeah. we said, even though the picture was posted and it clearly. I take no credit for it. it once everybody, <laughs> no, once everybody calmed down, they all would have came to the same thing. But in the emotion of the moment, you don't know what to do. And it's pretty much like, hey, should I put my hand on the stove or not? No, don't yeah. put your hand on the stove. You go to Alabama. Okay, the point of this being is that, gosh, I think about a year ago, time was. Yeah. My time at Upper Deck, I came into contact with uh, Lori Burtman. Yeah. Lori is the daughter of Skip Burtman. Now, Lori worked with Upper Deck, has been part of projects, but she worked with my boss, Chris Carlin, who I love like a brother. And uh, I would I would recommend Googling. Lori's lived a pretty incredible life, in, and not only is she the daughter of Skip, College World Series legend, but pretty strong credentials on her own. Yeah. But she always dealt with Chris, and so I always liked her from afar and thought, oh, what a cool story. And, uh, but I didn't really start dealing with her until March of last year when Chris Carlin moved on and I moved into that role. Well, she and I hit it off immediately. We became very good friends and, uh, to the point that she hosted me, uh, at the Maple Leafs game when we were there in November, incredible cool. seats for Maple Leafs and Penguins. And I was laughing driving in 
She may have even bought the beers. I want to believe I bought the beers. Dave, I can't tell you with any conviction. But if you know the Burtman family, they have incredible ties to LSU. Of course they do. Skip won College World Series there. He five was and, the Five and ten years. Athletic director who hired Nick Saban. Les Miles? Les Miles. Here's the interesting thing, and you have the book right into your right. She sent me her dad's book, which I love to get because I watched the SEC story on her dad. Yeah. I'm a baseball guy. Everyone listens to the show. Usually you're a baseball person. I recommend it, even if you're a Padre fan. There's nothing in there about the Padres. Just going to let you know right now. Yeah. But players and winning and, and different things that you do, I, I did, the little things, things I find fascinating that I honestly think can help you in your everyday life. That's little details. You, right? Separate, that separate, separate you and make you great. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a fantastic book, but it's um, it, it's really enjoyable. As I told Jeff right before we started, I'm literally reading this book with a highlighter. That's cool. And uh, and for me, honest to God, I, wanted to, I read the book because I wanted to get better as a coach. Yeah. But I also am surprised how many things I've already done, which it that's makes nice, me, right? dude, it makes me feel great that that's exactly how I do it. So, yeah, I'm a, a huge fan of the family, and uh, even though it's LSU, yes. <laughs> so today, and Lori's as sweet as it gets. So today she posts a picture on Twitter, and she says, "Putting together a gift basket, yeah, for Dave and Jeff, and it's all LSU stuff, all LSU gear." Now, I have one of two ways I can go. Yep. I can either go, oh, thank you, Lori. That's incredible, and I know Dave will appreciate it, too. <laughs> but that's boring. So I immediately jump right in yeah. and say, you better send that here. And she's she's confused by all of it. Yeah. Wait, what? And Dave's laughing. Uh, I'm such a fan of you and your dad. This is great. Which is all true. I didn't even, yeah, I don't even think I thanked her in the in the text. It's all true. Yeah, whatever you weren't going to take, or what I would have offered right to you to yeah. say, Jeff, what do your, you and your kids want? I was going to offer it to my buddy Ray down the street, who's a huge LSU fan. He's not getting anything. He can go on. <laughs> what's he ever brought in here? He didn't. A he lot, didn't. actually. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. So. The, uh, the chair you're sitting on. So, well, that's great. So, to the point that she calls. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? I said, this is so great because I'm having so much fun. I said, Dave's in a complete quandary. <laughs> well, you know, we're tight with the Saban family. I said, I, 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 that, 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 that. save it. We don't need to qualify anything, Lori. He's an Alabama guy. I'm a Skip Burtman guy. She's like, well, Dave's a Skip Burtman guy. Save it, Lori. Don't you get it? So she's dying. She's like, you two are ridiculous. You're 100% right. I would not wear anything that says LSU on it. Yes. I, I said, you get the wristbands and the paper straw. Every autograph skip picture will hang right here. Yeah, I would do that in a second. Yeah. But uh, I said, you send that bag to me. Yeah. Otherwise, all that stuff will end up on eBay. And I might get, you know, six-pack of Mountain Dew with the proceeds. <laughs> and that's not it. But I don't think most people do that. I think most people would have just taken the high road yeah. and said, hey, Lori, that's great. And then off air, off mic, well, what are you going to do, Dave? It's all LSU stuff. How fucking boring you, is that? What are you going to do? Dave, what are you going to do? You got to, I don't even know if you can take a picture. You got a picture with a man bun. We post it every chance we get. You got a picture with the Yankee jersey on. We yeah. post that every chance we get. You can't do anything. And True. And her background is in... Uh, philanthropy. She wants to help with Jake's projects. Yep. This is somebody very important to me. Yes. So, and you. She's going to help with Jake's projects. I laughed all day. But then Dave writes, I'm such a fan of Skip. And I said, just being a wise ass, how many combined College World Series have you won? So Dave said, well, combined we've won five. <laughs> then Dave, as Bernie Wilson dubbed him, the Connie Mack of Little League. <laughs> Put his resume on. But Dave Pallet wrote the greatest line I've ever wrote, read today on social media when he said, you know, Skip's winning percentage is pretty good, too. <laughs> Completely confused, Lori. <laughs> she just wrote back, you both are winning. And I think she's probably twinning. dizzy. No, she wrote twinning. Oh, twinning. Hashtag twinning. Jesus. And uh, so I'm dying laughing because that's good writing. When Dave tries to claim that. All-time winning is college baseball coach has a decent winning percentage, too. So, uh, one other thing, too, Dave, while we got it, rest in peace to Erica's fantasy football team. Oh, they're out. She's out. She got absolutely destroyed by Kyle Fluger. Is that right? And now I want to ask you this. Yeah. As a guy that's a coach. Yeah. 
We just talked about the great Skip Bertman, so many things you've learned, yeah. highlighting in the book. What's your attitude towards a tough loss? Not only a loss, but a tough loss. What's the attitude you take? Do you take the high road or do you make excuses? Oh, dude, you can't, it's funny you say that. I went through one of these tough losses in the league that I was focusing on the whole year, and I lost right on the end because of James Conner. Really yeah. frustrating. Nothing you could say. Yeah. You just take your loss. You move on. Yeah, it hurts. That's it. Hurt. It. it hurts. Yeah, it hurts. It hurts when I a bus goes by. <laughs> it hurts. You and John Stott. Yes, it hurts. Erica claimed that she didn't realize it was a two-week playoff and didn't set her lineup. So, Oh, is that right? That's what I wrote. <laughs> oh, is that right? <laughs> oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, my God. How pathetic is that? You know what I told her yesterday when she's running her mouth? Yeah. I said, I hope you get two things for Christmas. I said, A, I hope you get a big bucket of dirty mop water. <laughs> and second, I hope you get a straw. That's what I hope you get for Christmas. Because she wrote the other day, kissing yeah. Mud's ass, because that stiff Taylor Rogers is in San Francisco. Yeah. So now the Roger brothers are together. Very cool story, especially as a dad of twin boys. That's yeah. fine. I like it. Good story. So she writes, oh, I can't wait for Mudcat 55's jokes. Right? I wrote, I can. <laughs> Didn't Mud see it? I'm sure respond. he did. He can't respond to a bunch of things. That's funny. But he texted me yesterday. Merry yeah. Christmas. There you go. Lisa Ann texted me. I love yeah. you. Me, yeah, me too. How about that, Dave? Yeah, that was cool. It was a good day. That was cool. So then she got mad, right? Feelings got hurt. All that's acceptable. But when you try to claim that, oh, I didn't know it was bullshit. Nobody wanted to win that thing more than she did. Yeah, she so did. So she could talk. To you, to me, to Cade, to Jack, to yeah. Flugs. Was that the championship game? Uh, it was semifinals. So okay. it'll be me and Flugs in the finals. Okay. And then she's got to play. Wait, Cade. Jack got knocked out? Yeah, he's out. Oh, I didn't know. I thought, I Cade, thought he Cade was going to win it. Cade was running the league. Oh, okay. I crushed him. Okay. <laughs> I was the four seed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was the four seed. Cade was the one. Erica and Flugs were two and three. Got it. But she's out. She's the Nathaniel Hackett yeah. of our fantasy football league. But at least when he got beat, he didn't make any excuses. He just packed his, <laughs> packed his box, went out in the rain, came back, his key fab was turned off, and he's out. Oh. I was really disappointed. And it, to the point that I don't know if she comes back next year. We, oh, we, you might boot her out? Can we have people? We've never once had anybody in our Yahoo league. As bad as Kenyatta's teams have been for yeah. two years, and he will tell us about 17 different leagues he's in. He's never once made an excuse about his team. In no, he league. hasn't. And actually, he, he takes a high road. He, and he tries all the way to the very end. He never. He, put it this way. I was the worst guy ever to have in a fantasy football league in the league you're talking about with Erica. Like, I completely didn't pay attention the whole year. I'm the asshole. Kenyatta's not that guy. Kenyatta's not the guy who goes, I'm out, and just fucking doesn't set his lineup. Right. He literally tried every single week to add players and make the league competitive. He was she great. tried that, too. She just got smoked by yeah. flukes. That's true. I don't know. Is there a height requirement in this league? Well, I mean, maybe she, she couldn't see the monitor because she's too far away. Nobody gave her a boost? Maybe someone got her a high chair yesterday for a Christmas gift. Step her ladder. Get her up onto her Phone bed. Book. Get her up onto she's got a little. She's the only person who's got a little bunk bed ladder for her real bed. She's, you know that thing like to get to the yeah. top bunk? She's got one for a futon. You know what's cool about futon. her? Futon. Futon, not futon. <laughs> Futile. You know what's cool about it? You always ask the question, how far could you drive with that person? Oh, I could drive with her to pretty yeah. much yeah. anywhere. And She's... the best thing is you could sit in the back seat and have a shitload of leg room because that shit's pulled all the way up to the steering oh, wheel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's true. So She'd be the best to, to ride with. I could easily. Uh, with Erica? Now, not that she could drive with us. She'd run us out by El Cajon. Oh, I could, yeah, I could drive with that kid to Florida. Yeah. She's fall over funny. <laughs> Can't manage a fantasy football team, but uh, I love her. That so is, Merry Christmas to her, and I hope Christmas. she enjoys her off season. Oh, my gosh. So tell me about your Christmas. It took a turn for the worst. Uh, my kids and their mom, all three, have COVID. Jesus. So When did you find out? Uh, so their mom, Vita got it. Days all run into each other. She got it Sunday night. Yeah. Jack got last it, Sunday. Last Sunday. Jack got it Tuesday. She asked Cade, do you want me to take precautions, mask up, the whole thing? She said he basically didn't even look up from his food. 
He said, I've had it, I'm vaccinated, boosted, I'm going to be fine the next day, test positive. Ah. Dr. Kate, good work. <laughs> so, listen, uh, everybody was so incredibly nice to me. I'm so sorry for your Christmas. I went over and dropped off all their presents on Christmas Eve. It felt like a bad hostage movie where yeah. I dropped everything on the step. I backed away to my car. They came up, picked everything up. And Dave, as I was leaving there, there was a shell station at Lake Murray Boulevard and, uh, and the 8. Yeah. And I'm driving down, got to run. There's a woman about 75 years old. She's in a beat-up old, what looks like, just a beat-up old sedan. And there's two guys, black guy and a white guy, that are pushing the car, like, over to the side, over to, like, by the air machine. The car is clearly dead. It looks like it's yeah. probably a 74. I go... I say to my kids every day, even on our worst day, there are a million people that would change places with us yeah. in a minute. That woman would have changed places with me in a minute. Yep. So game changed. And uh, so uh, in the morning we FaceTimed so they could open everything because, and their mom, Vita was great. Cause I'm like, Hey, go get your stuff. She had put all of her stuff in the garage. Cause she's like, well, I'll just wait for you. I go, fuck it. Just do it now. Yeah. So they opened everything. That was really fun. Uh, Christmas Eve, I was with my brother-in-law, my sister, my cool. brother, and my mom. We had an amazing time till the Raiders played. And then, uh, and then yesterday, there was pretty much nothing going on. So I drove to L.A. I stopped by Erica's. Yep. Forest Lawn was incredible. I've never been there at the holidays, but all the, you know, so many of the, the graves had poinsettias. Oh, cool. Like, it was really nice. And you saw families there that were celebrating yeah. and, and remembering a loved one. And so I stopped there. And then I went to see my dad because... Oh, good. Like, I rarely see... I always see them either the 22nd or the yeah. 27th. I rarely see uh, my parents on Christmas Day. And so my dad and I were in Hollywood yesterday. Cool. And had an absolute blast. And... Um, Where did you guys eat? Well, that's the funny thing. We were going to go to a couple of different restaurants that were closed. And we're looking around. We're like, Chinese food's always open on Christmas Day. Dave, we did. We're LA. My dad's an LA guy. I've spent enough time up there. We were going to go back to Saddle Ranch on Sunset. They're like, it's an hour and 20 minute wait because everybody's yeah. out. So my dad, I go, You worried about where we're going? He's like, No, let's just go. Fucking norms, baby. Did you? <laughs> Which one? Which norms? La Cienega. The one, yeah, I know exactly. Right by uh, the Beverly Center, right? Yeah. Okay. Right at La Cienega. But the funny thing was, so we do that, and uh, I come out. Yeah. Right? My dad and I had a great time. Do you remember, do you remember, this is for fight fans, in the mid-80s, early 90s, prime ticket, every Monday night. Yeah. They had uh, boxing. Yeah. Fight night at the Forum. John Bay Rudy. He was the one that used to hook me up. Yeah. John Bay Rudy. Tom Kelly, Ruben Castillo, yeah. and the one thing that they talked about all the time was the Ringsiders Club. Yeah. And if you join the Ringsiders Club, you got parking, you got access to the Forum Club, great seats. But, Dave, you also got the Letterman's jacket. Mm. And I said to my dad all the time, I'm like, I want to join the Ringsiders Club. He's like, it, it, it's a long drive. You're going to come up here? It was like 500 bucks yeah. for the year. I go, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Never going to – never happened. I found – a Ringsiders Club leather jacket. Did he really? The Letterman jacket. <laughs> and I got it for my dad for Christmas. Oh, that's funny. Because my dad, everything we did, yeah. so many of the things that we did when I was a kid, my dad would take me to the forum when I was Jack and Cade's age, 15 yeah. or 16. He'd take me to Laker games because he loved the Lakers. Yeah. He knew I loved the Kings. We'd go to the fights, right? And everything we did happened at the forum yeah and he freaked out that's funny the, that you hate the Lakers no like, I don't I don't hate the Lakers I mean your dad and your brother and, and me I'll throw me in there that that uh we're giant Laker fans and you what used to go to games didn't you tell me you went to a Laker game once and Rod Martin let you put on his Rod Martin uh, let me Super Bowl ring I, my two favorite yes I, I've never hated the Lakers by any means I'm just not a diehard Laker fan yeah I'm not really a diehard basketball fan um yes Two incredible nights at the Forum. First one that Rod Martin had the Super Bowl ring from my all-time all -time favorite team, 83 Raiders. Yeah. Um, and he let me put it on when I was about, yeah, 16. Yeah. And that was incredible. And then we went to a game 
you know, I would think same season. My dad had a friend who had season tickets and would always give us his seats. And uh, I sat next to Robert Coolbell from Cool in the Gang. <laughs> Fucking guy. Dave, he was the man. That is cool. And I just told him, I go, you know what's an un, un, uh, un what's the word? Unsung song? What, what's the word I want? Underrated? Underrated. Okay. God, what's the matter with me? I said misled. I'm almost choked right now. Let's put a big old lipper in your fucking right when you said that. I'm almost fucking choked. <laughs> I did not say that. He was so nice, though. But Jesus. Rod Martin let me put on that ring. That is cool. Yeah. That is cool. But that. Uh, so, so, what do you say about the jacket? What do you say when you gave it to him? Was he, he shocked? He loved it. He cool. freaked out. He loved it. Good. But the great thing was coming out, we come out of Norm's and park down the street and. Uh, Right there is the Largo Theater. Okay. That's where Conan did his final shows, the yeah. whole thing, right? And our crazy little friend, Katie Mosier, said to me probably five years ago, you should come up, we'll go see a show. They always do comedy. It's like this little 150-seat theater yeah. right there. Uh, Sarah Silverman filmed a special there. Like, we always wanted to go. Uh, we don't go too far down the road out of respect and love for Katie Mosher, but it's been a challenge. Yeah. There's been plenty of challenges. The great thing was, um, over the last couple of months, we reconnected. The other night, we had an amazing call for an hour. I'm and glad she's, to hear that. And she's, she's coming back. Good. Right? And um, Dave loves her. I love her. We've yeah. talked about this. She was Literally, our, my family was talking about her just last night at Christmas. And it, it's great. And uh, she means so much to us. She was our intern when this show first started. And just, uh, yeah, I mean, she's off the charts. And she's winning. And I'm thrilled by that. And so here I come out, and I'm at the Largo. And I sent her a picture. Yeah. And I said, hey, Mosier, 23. We're going to a show. And she wrote me back, and we had the nicest exchange. And she goes, I can't wait. I can't wait. And uh, so, yeah, Dave, when... um, so many different things happened, yeah. right? It started in the morning with the FaceTime. It it was going to see Erica. And uh, and my buddy, uh, you know, my dad's best friend. You saw Friday. Yeah. Movie Friday, yeah. right? Remember the scene when the dude gets knocked out yeah. by Tiny Lister? Yeah. The dad runs out of the car, and then he scrambles back to the car and gets in that car. The actor who played that is a guy named Ronaldo Ray who was my dad's best friend for 30 years. Oh, wow. Ronaldo's buried at Forest no, Lawn. Wow. So I was like, hey, I'm going to see Erica. My dad's like, go see Ronaldo. I'm like, where's he? He's like, he's literally 25 paces north of Debbie Gibson, or Debbie Gibson. Yeah, hold uh, on. Debbie Reynolds. <laughs> Get that right. Yeah, Debbie Reynolds and Carrie Fisher. Yeah. I'm like, all right. I figure out where they are, but... You know, Ronaldo, when I was a kid, would just yeah. sit there and tell me dirty jokes, and I'd laugh my ass off. And uh, writer for Sanford and Son. I didn't know oh, any didn't of this shit till last night. But, um, you know, you go see it, like I said, Dave, and, and you're driving. I saw Balmer's new arena is coming so, is up. Is it starting like, to come up? Dude, insane. No way. And as you're driving, yeah. I, I mean, I'm in Inglewood. But I see it on Sunset Boulevard. I see it on Hollywood Boulevard, dude. You're seeing guys that are just laying on the street. They don't have a blanket. They don't have a pillow. So, yeah, I appreciate everybody who sent me best wishes. Jack, Cade, and Vidar are in great spirits. Uh, but I said to him yesterday, how you feeling? Oh, we feel good. Uh, uh. I was like, oh, yeah, you sound great. So great. Good job. Um, you know, it's, it's it was it's, good, man. I got to tell you, this is, God dang, I, I hate doing any kind of political stuff. This is not political stuff, all right? I'm just saying, you talk about people on the streets. Like, the weather yeah. here is extremely nice in San Diego, right? Right, it's been, it's but warm. it's been cold as, I mean, I get up yeah. in the morning, go out, you get up and do those walks with yeah. wall chip. Yeah, I get up at four and it's fucking 40 degrees. It's right. for, it's cold outside. It's cold for California, but you're, you're, everyone looks to see what's happening across the country. I mean, you watch those NFL games on Saturday. Oh, right, right. It's zero and two degrees and minus something all over the place. And uh, my wife was saying to me, she was in Washington, D.C. In, in November. And she said, you know, she would walk by um, on, on her way to where she had to be at this convention she was at. She walked by this homeless guy two days in a row. Okay. Yeah. And he's standing up and he walks by. Third day, she walks by the guy frozen dead on oh, the sidewalk. Yeah. And he, the guy literally froze to death. I mean, I can't imagine freezing to death. You right. know, I'd, I'd rather burn to death than freeze to death. 
yeah. least Bernadette is going to be faster. And um, you saw what happened yesterday from the buses of people that were shipped to 18-degree weather. And you're seeing those little kids. And I'm going, what the fuck is going on? You know? Yeah. And the bragging about it on how proud people were to send families and, and little kids out there. I mean, your kids are 15. You know, my, my son's 29 right now. I would hate to think of any kid, and I always call everyone that's younger than me a kid. You know, I know it sounds kind of crazy, but like... <laughs> I call everybody it, a kid. I you do the same thing? Like, I would yeah. do it if Erica was here. She's a great kid. Erica's, you know... 40. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that might be the thing that actually does piss her off. Don't say that. Fuck. 40. Oh, shit. Damn it. I almost think we'd edit, but I'm not editing. We're not. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, just was sitting there going, I, I can't believe it. I was sitting there, it bummed me out watching that. And then I, I do it. When I'm freezing, like, a week ago now, it was yeah. so fucking cold. It's the last thing I think about every time I go to sleep. How cold are these people? Lisa Ann told me when she's in New York, I don't know if they do this in other major cities, and they have to find you. But she says in New York, they don't let you sleep on the street when you're homeless. You know that? They will go get you. They send buses around, and they look for homeless. They gather everybody up. Because she's been part of it. She volunteers. She's one of those people that will gather you up. Can you imagine you're sitting there, you're you're hungry, you're cold, and Lucy Ann taps you on the shoulder. Let's go. Let's get in the van. But what? <laughs> I'm, I'm in. Let's go. And, uh, Do I need but, to sign a release? But they will. They will They will not let you stay on the street in New York. And, I saw and that in Toronto, too. Where the, they, but the guy... Just humane, say? man. Yeah. But sometimes they don't want to get in because people yeah. are afraid. Of, uh, again, it's a, yeah. it's a whole rabbit but hole. You, you can go down, but my, you're right. And my point is, you got people are literally freezing to death. It seems so strange. You know, one of the things, and again, this is not political, but one of the things someone brought up was on Elon Musk with the $44 billion he spent on Twitter. Yeah. And, and Twitter's on its way to being all fucked up. I mean, he's oh, talking yeah. about adding 3,000 characters. Like, what are we doing? I mean, <laughs> I mean, when somebody fills up the whole max, don't you get a little yeah, pissed? Like, I got to read this whole thing. Enough. And then you, you're sitting there going, what? You, like, now you're writing book reports on this fucking thing? Anyway, $44 billion, somebody wrote, he could have taken that money. Because now half the people in the country hate his guts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's made enemies. So 50% of the people hate your guts. 50% of the people love you. He said, they said he could have taken that $44 billion and you would have been known forever as the guy who ended world hunger. Oh, wow. Now, wouldn't you want to be known as that guy? I mean, dude, you would have gone to maybe as the greatest human being ever on the yeah. planet. Sorry, Jesus, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, but instead, you decided to go this round. By Twitter. <laughs> By Twitter, and everybody fucking yell at each other. And uh, that's what happened. You know, man, it was funny. Uh, we were saying uh, Jack, uh, not Jack, Cade and I, last Sunday. Yeah. You know, we go down to this place in uh, downtown to watch the World Cup. The place, Mr. Tempo. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's cracks like, me up. You're like, it felt like I was in like a revolution disco from like the 80s but it was so fun yeah staff was great food was incredible so jack had not uh, gone with us so we're walking out breakfast burrito and fries all this different stuff and i'm bringing it we're walking to our car and a little lady in a wheelchair right there on g is uh said hey if you don't want your leftovers i'll take them I said, absolutely. I go, look, I, they've been in this box for an hour yeah. and a half watching World Cup. Yeah. Do you have access somewhere to warm it up? And she said, I do. And I said, you know, I was going to say something to you, yeah. and I didn't want to be disrespectful. Yeah. I didn't want to uh, just assume that you may not have access. And I said, absolutely. And, and again, it's just the, the challenge is, though, and, and I think Bob McElroy would tell us this from the Alpha Project, is unfortunately it's gotten so bad with the mental illness that a lot of the people that you encounter are not always as nice exactly. as the woman that K and I encountered last Sunday. Yeah. Jack and I are coming out in the winter meetings and we're walking across, we're walking across from the convention center. We go across the train station and this guy just starts going, Oh, oh, oh. like what the hell? I turn around. What are you faggots looking at? <laughs> Did you laugh? My reaction, too. Now, my natural reaction is to say, not much. <laughs> my next reaction is, hey, fuck you. Yeah. But he's fucked up yeah. in the head. Yeah. And I got my son there. Yeah. So you should do, you keep walking. That's right. Keep fucking moving, you fucking fag. <laughs> Jack's like, how about that guy? I how go, about that guy? I go, I think dude. guy's going to have a hard time getting back to society. Yes. Right. I 
go, Jack, he doesn't even know where his left shoe is. Nuts. What are we going to do? I go, I go, he's fighting the fight. He's losing, right? But that's unfortunately part of what you're dealing with yeah. down there. Now, is that a guy where he's like, hey, I'll take that. He's like, no, you're going to take this. You're going to take a boot in the head. <laughs> I, but I was telling Jack my favorite. Uh, it's not my favorite, but I'll tell it. Why? I'm not known for any class. <laughs> There was this guy that used to stand on the corner in Encinitas. He would stay right at the intersection, right by where the old Lou's records used to be. Yeah. And he would sit at this bus stop. And every car that walked by, everybody that walked by, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. People were like, what? We're in Encinitas. <laughs> fuck you. So I'm parked. And I'm in the passenger side. Can't remember who's driving. This guy's just looking around. Light changes. I go, hey, buddy. Looks at me, I go, hey, fuck you. Oh, fuck you. That's like, no, it's like fighting with the Iron Sheik. Well, yes. Except for the Iron Sheik, Bubba still has his. No, I'm uh, saying Iron Sheik on Twitter. Oh, yeah, same thing. <laughs> now, again, you go, oh, that's really good. Yeah, that's, what do I pay for? You're mocking a guy with mental health issues? Uh, yeah, and that day I was. Yelled at everybody, fuck you. Yelled it back at him. I didn't hit him. Um, but. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's sad. There's yeah. a lot of things going on. And the point of it just being is I'm always, I think probably in the last couple of years, I've tried really, really hard to be aware of the fact that I'm insanely lucky, yeah. right? To, to go to work every day, to know the friends that I have that care about you, that check in on you. Because I had a friend of mine yesterday, people get really concerned when I go visit Erica. And I think that's sweet, you know? But I'm okay, like where it was and, and where it is now. Yeah. Um, but it was funny because then you tell people, I'm good. Okay. You're not just saying that. And you really don't have any yeah. way to convince exactly. them. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm cool. Like, I appreciate it. But now I can go and see it. And uh, for people that's, that believe in this kind of stuff, we don't talk about this a lot. But yesterday, Dave, uh, again, part of the day it was cool. It was... She's way up on the hill. Yeah. And she overlooks the chapel, and then you look out, she overlooks the Disney Studios. Like, she's got a pretty cool location where she is. And I'm watching a lot of people that come in, and just an observation. No, I'm not judging anybody. Yeah. But a lot of people came in, walked to their particular uh, headstone, put flowers down, and left. And that was it. And I'm always there for, like, an hour, just kind of hang out. And... uh so at the end, I just, when I'm there, I always try to say something to her. Yeah. Right? I don't know if I'm just talking to me, but there's, I'm of a big belief that if she can hear it, I want her to hear it. And if I'm just fucking talking like a maniac, whatever. So you tell me what this means. So I'm standing at her grave. I bring flowers there. And the cool thing is, on that hillside at Forest Lawn, there are two deer that are always there. And they just go around and eat the flowers. So they're not very smart. Because there's plenty of flowers like mine that are just laid out. It yeah. used to bug me, but now it's just nature. And these two dumb deer constantly try to get at the flowers that are inside the plastic. And you're looking and you're like, I put it on my reel yesterday. It's like Christmas buffet at, uh, at Forest Lawn. I'm like, you dumb shit. There's 25 flowers <laughs> just laying right there. So the one deer gets pissed and he's taking the plastic and he's flinging the flowers around. He's pissed. Like, get this shit out of here. Can't open it. <laughs> so I'm watching all this. And uh, at the end, I, I get up and I said to her, I said, don't stop checking in on me. I yeah. like it when you do it. Cool. I hope you keep doing it for as long as you can because I feel like I know when you're there and I feel like you're watching me and I appreciate it. I go see Ronaldo again. I was telling her cousin this. My buddy Ronaldo from Friday is directly in front of Debbie Reynolds and Carrie Fisher. Yeah. I go visit Ronaldo, and uh, I'm walking out. Windy day, hot day up there. And as I'm walking my car, a ladybug jumps on my arm. There and in go. the Chinese culture, the ladybug is always the one that protects you. Yeah. And I'm walking like a dumb shit for like 30 seconds. And all of a sudden, I looked out. I was like, whoa. So I text her cousin. Texted a couple of friends of mine a picture. I was like, hey. And they're like, that's her. That's her. Again, I know there's people that. 
believe people whatever to look you want to believe. Same way with butterflies. Yes, absolutely. And uh, and it was great. It was great, man. So yeah, That's very cool. cool day. How I'm was your Christmas? It. it was uh, it was good. We um, Christmas Eve we went over to um, Josh's girlfriend's family's house. First time we actually met the entire family. We've met her parents before, which are great. But we met all the cousins, everyone else. You know the the. Her father's giving me the rundown of kind of who you have to watch out for. But oh, by nice. the time I was there, dude, everybody was great. So we had nice. a, we had a, really had a good time. Food was outstanding. Sense of humor. Everybody. Was, I always say, if you can make me laugh, I'm in. Yeah. Every there, everyone there was funny as shit. So it was a great time. Uh, yesterday uh, morning, as we're doing the show on the 26, um, it was just Josh Reed and I. You know, and, and I, I tell you what, out of all the Christmases, it's. Uh, I think I look forward to this one the least, you know? Really? I, yeah, I just never felt like, I just wanted it over. I just wanted to get to today. I want to get to the 26. Everyone, we've heard me say it a million times, but from September through December, it's always yeah. just a, a bad stretch. And it just seemed like a worse stretch this this time around than at any other time. I just wanted it over. I don't want to put the Christmas tree up, the lights, all that shit. The lights we have in front of the house, I waited literally three days before Christmas because Rita was on me to do it. But um, we hosted, or I got to tell you, I got one gift that stood out that was awesome. I, Josh did a great job. Last year, Josh got me um, tickets to you know, Yankee Stadium oh, yeah. and uh, Wrigley Field, and we went to Camden, and we went to City Field, all that stuff. I had a great time. So when we were at City Field, there's a giant picture of Jackie Robinson leaving Ebbets Field on his first day of being a Dodger. Wow. And he walks, he's walking at Ebbetsfield. Nobody's bothering him. No one's yeah. talking to him. He's just walking down the sidewalk, and Ebbetsfield's right behind him. And I said, man, that is the coolest picture I think I've ever seen. Dude, he got it for me. It's, no! it's giant. It's uh, it's giant canvas, the whole deal. It's uh, it's inside the house because I was thinking, where do I put it in here? But I, I just don't know where I'm going to put it. Like, I love the picture so much, I'd literally put it right. on my family wall. Like, it's oh, inside the house. Awesome. Oh, I gave so me chills. Black and white. It. It's really cool. And so it was it was by far my favorite gift. Like I'm like, yeah, I'm thinking I'm old enough. There's nothing you could get me that would surprise me, surprise me. Yeah. That surprised me. That was awesome. I said, When did you get this? He goes, I ordered it when we were in New York. You know, he goes, I knew you wanted it. So But you know it's cool. You know, like cool. and I think I don't know, I said this to Jack and Kate's mom. I think you're this way, I think I'm this way too. And I think that's an absolute perfect example of it. I think um it's probably late for this advice. But as parents, right, as our kids get into their teens, early 20s, we're always really quick to say, hey, we don't need anything. Yeah. Right? I did it. Yeah. Their mom did it. The whole thing. And I think what I hope I remember, which I never remember anything, <laughs> but hopefully I remember it. Hopefully I've got the chance to do it again, is say, find something you think I'd like. Because then all of a sudden, Dave, what Josh did beautifully, yeah. nailed it. And raised the bar a little high. <laughs> um, he found something that he knew you would like. Yeah, very much that so. That you wouldn't necessarily have thought to say, hey, that's what I want. Because, too, the other thing is why I love about that, what's so cool, it's such a reflection on who he is, is if you had said, hey, I'd love that picture, and he gets it. Yeah. Right? But in the moment, it caught his eye. He remembered what you said. He acted on it, and he... Yeah. And he got the reaction yesterday. It yeah. had to be incredible. That was cool. Yeah. Like, was Good on him. Completely man. surprised. But um, you know what, Dave? That changed. Yeah. See, that's the other thing that I love about that. Always remember when you look at that, right? They, what you just said before. When you look at that picture, remember this was the year where the lights didn't go up until three days before. Yeah. And you were reluctant to do it. And it was an incredibly difficult as we can as I say, understand, we can't understand, but we try our best to understand what that fight is. And it doesn't run from September. It runs from January 1st through December 31st. We know that. But in the moment on that day, that's a difficult day. Dude, something that's beautiful that meant something a lot to yeah. you was there. And it's that, it's that idea of, of flipping the narrative, man. I tell you that kid's, Pretty awesome. No, that was it. Was really a, That's a cool fantastic. move. It was a cool move. It was. It was definitely a way big better highlight. than Dan's stunt cycle. <laughs> <laughs> and then yesterday we had a bunch of family that came over, and and it's every, it's the the turn in this family is the grandkids now have what would be Rita's parents' great grandkids, and there are a shitload of them. I mean, there are so many, and you're, and like I'm looking around, going, where, how did this happen so fast? Right, bunch like, of rabbits. It's so loud. COVID. Oh my god, so dude! It's so loud. Oh my god. Like, it felt so like, I looked at the clock at one point, and I'm like, it's 8.30, and it feels like it was 8.30 on the 26th. Like, <laughs> dude, everybody go home. 
It was it was just How insane. How many people? I, it's funny. I said to someone on the phone, we had 60 people here. And my wife goes, stop saying that. It was 32. I go, 32? Felt like it, 80. It felt like 80. Did you test all of them coming in here? Was, you should have. Oh, my gosh. That turned into a big fight last year in our family. Because uh, some people are not are like your your uh, former father-in-law, where they just don't believe it's anything. Yeah. And it was, it was Dude, a bad deal. So that, that son of a bitch. I said to him today on the phone, yeah. I go, you're that guy that just walks in. And grabs the beehive with bare hands. I go, you're not wearing a shit. I, I can't get over it. He's surrounded by f- by three people who for, have it. For two more days. His flight yeah. tonight, he was supposed to fly out to Chicago tonight. Yeah. That's fucking maniac. So his flight gets canceled because yeah. of the winter weather. Yeah. I also keep hearing there aren't enough pilots. I've heard that for one Southwest, too. Southwest? Because it was Southwest that got canceled. Yeah. My nephew said he was trying to go to Austin to see his mom and said, they, you're delayed. So, well... His daughter, my ex, calls me in a panic. She goes, I don't know what to do. His flight just got canceled. And Southwest, the wait time is four hours on the phone. So I said, okay, do me a favor, because I go through this shit all the time, especially in the winter when we got to change flights, get delayed. I said, send me uh, the confirmation number for the flight, and then... Which name did he use, right? He's yeah. Persian. Did yeah. he use his actual first name or his, his American name? So she sends me everything. I jump on the app, change the flight. He can't fly tomorrow. So I call back. I go, look, I can get him on a flight Wednesday. I can hear him in the background. What are they giving his compensation? <laughs> <laughs> a snowball, you asshole. I go, hey, I don't fucking work for Southwest Airlines. You want this fucking flight or not? He's dialing. Put me on that flight. I go, I'll call you back. They get booked on that flight. Different family member. Oh, nothing earlier. Hey, shut the fuck up. What did you do? <laughs> oh, my ex is dying. My father-in-law calls me. Thank you for everything. I go, That's very nice. I go, I just, I run into it. You're family. You'll always be family. Yeah. And she's like, I said, you cool? She goes, I didn't. She goes, you know me. I always have an answer for everything. And she goes, I didn't have an answer. And she goes, God, that's a bad feeling. Yeah. And she goes, like, I know you always say we do whatever. She's like, you fixed it. I go, that's what you do, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it was funny. but uh, That's cool. But So he's there for two more days. Okay. And then he says in front of her, well, I just wish I was going home tonight. So then she's like, well, what the hell is that supposed to mean? <laughs> well, you have COVID. We've been sitting around playing gym, gin running. Uh, gin rummy for six days. Oh, that's great. I'm your, I'm like, I'm hanging up. I'm not talking to you two maniacs anymore. But, um, so yeah, so everybody in dinner, lasagna, right? You got, oh, yeah. Italian, we had the lasagna. Right? We sure did. We had, did we had tamales even. We had, it was fantastic. Good prime rib. It was like a 20 something pound prime rib that Rita made. There was tons of food. Everybody somebody, good, Dave? Like somebody brought in, no joke. I, and this is not, and it's, I'm just not a big potato guy. 30 baked potatoes, like all individually wrapped in tinfoil. What's I'm like, going on there? What am I supposed to do with that? Like, how did no one take these home? Dude, I, I, you I, wait. You'll be sitting around this uh, week watching the talk. Dude, I will and not. And you look in that fridge and you'll be like, oh, did you know not what? I'll make, just fire that thing in. There's a better chance of me driving around the neighborhood and doing drive-by throws of fucking t- uh, potatoes at people. We'll bring them to Jack and Kate. Go ahead. I'll negotiate Fuck. a price. <laughs> God dang. Josh will eat those things. Oh Who was God. the guy that we know... We know somebody. Who was the baked potato guy? I don't know. My wife will eat baked potatoes, but I'm like, I can't do it. I have to put so much shit in there to make it even taste to go down. Uh, somebody we... Oh, God damn it. I wish you hadn't have said that. <laughs> there is somebody that we know that was all... And I literally, Dave, I'm not yeah. even... I can't even narrow it down. Think of every person we've encountered in 20 plus years of this show, and they're all on the list because I can't even narrow it down to a potentially seems like a baked potato guy. I was literally going to say Horton. (laughs) I was going to say Horton. If there's anyone I know it seems like a baked potato guy, it's Horton. What's he putting on it? Let's go through this right here. He's going sour cream. He's going the onions and a shitload of butter. Baco bits. Baco bits. Out of the shake thing? (laughs) (laughs) You went to Syracuse, Horton. All right, let's go through a couple of our VIPs real quick. Geffner? I don't think Geffner's a big potato he guy. Absolutely you think is. so? You ever watch when he traveled? He was always hitting the cheesesteak, the whole thing. But I think Geff. Yeah. I'm going to give you Geff's baked potato. 
Let's go through a couple of guys. Let's see how they do, how they do their baked potato. Okay, dude, I have no idea. Go ahead. I want to hear what you say. Let's say Geff goes. He's going to go a little bit of sea salt. Yeah, okay. A little bit of black pepper. A little bit of butter. He's not going to sour cream, but he's going to throw that curveball in. I think Geff's going a little chives. Final answer. <laughs> if, uh, look, Geff's going with the sour cream. Drew's always throw sour cream on it. Jeez, I can't play that card. <laughs> I said something joking, and I've teased him for two days. I legitimately can't tease him anymore. Which Dan, guy? Dan Williams got the evil Knievel stunts. Yeah, he did. That is the coolest up. thing. It, it should be. Yeah. What can Dan, what do you think, if you set that ramp up, <laughs> I said I got one for Jack and Kate two years yeah. ago. I, I think it's still on their shelf. They don't get it because when you're playing, yeah, right, when you're playing um, whatever, uh, God damn PS5? it. PS5? PS5. I was trying to think of the games that they just got. Uh, War. Fuck is that game? Call of Duty? Call of Duty. They got a goddamn stroke driving down <laughs> here. I can't remember any of them. Call of Duty, Grand Theft Auto, any of those. When you played those, when you played Madden or the show, they have the idea of going out, winding up. Hey, they don't even know evil. Yeah. Because they didn't like a kid when we were kids and you knew evil was on wide world of sports. Yeah. You shut down everything. That's true. I, I think their evil is still stuck up next to their autographed. I got him an autographed. Alonzo Morning Basketball. Okay, that's cool. That I won in some raffle. Okay. They don't know anything about Alonzo they Morning. Don't. So Evil's up there on the shelf of who the fuck is this guy? Um, but Dan got one. Yeah, I'm glad to hear it. Did you have one when you were a kid? I didn't. I'll be honest with you. I could never. Oh, fuck, dude. No, my parents never grabbed that one for me. Did you want it? Yeah, I liked Evil Knievel. Yeah. Uh, 100%. The kids had the Evil Knievel lunchbox. All that shit was cool. So for, I think I had Happy Days. I had Happy Days lunchbox. But for a lot of people, when you were a kid, Evil Knievel was, a big was, deal. was the daredevil. You know, it's funny. The big deals, you know, it's funny. You'll say the same thing. It, like The shit we talked about in school, yeah. we talked about Evil Knievel and we talked about Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali, yeah. Battle of the Network Stars, <laughs> was always big. Right? Yeah. Happy Days, you nailed it. But Evil Knievel would jump a motorcycle, and yeah. it's not like his son, Robbie, who, yeah. I love Robbie, but Robbie's jumping a BMX bike. That exactly. thing weighs about 87 pounds. Evil was jumping an old-school Triumph that weighs like my old Dyna Wide Glide. Yeah. Or a Harley, but he was jumping a full-size bike, and no alteration had been made to it, so his fucking bike weighed like 260. Yeah. And he's jumping buses, all the time, cars, right? Uh, flaming boxes with sharks. <laughs> and, and the great thing about Evil was there was no guarantee he was going to make it. Like, you watch Nick Walenda now, and he walks the high wire right over yeah. some volcano. He's got a safety wire on. He exactly. doesn't want it. Yeah. But the TV says, yeah, Dude, we're not going to let you fall into a films. volcano. Yeah. None of that shit mattered when Evil was jumping. No. That's, watch the Caesar, uh, yeah. Caesar's Palace Fountains filmed by the great uh, John Derrick and Linda Evans when he crashes. Yeah. Dude, you never knew. So when you were a kid, you were like, this dude may actually die on exactly. TV. That's what we watched. Let's watch. And then they came out with an uh, action figure that you could put on the motorcycle. You crank the wheel and then... The, the motorcycle would take off. Yeah. And now they didn't give you any kind of ramp. No. So now it was like, do you have any kind of skill set that will allow you to build a ramp? So you're bringing the yellow pages out, right? They'd yeah. give you these old phone books with everybody's home number and address in it. That yeah. was cool. <laughs> that does sound crazy. <laughs> right? Perfect for the stalker in your life. Yeah. And then you would just set shit up. And your buddies, like, every, they were like, Dan knows. If you remember, Dave, there were probably guys in your neighborhood that had it. Yeah. And there'd be that one kid that would set it up, and he'd try to jump, like, three Hot Wheels. Yeah. Yeah, like, what, what the fuck are you doing here? Evil Knievel. Put 40 more on that fucking line. Let's go. And then Evil wipe out and spin yeah. down. Oh, that was sweet. That so I was teasing Dan about it yesterday. That is a goddamn great thing. That just yeah. brings back so much memories as a kid of fun things that you did. 
speaking of uh, friends of the show, Jim Betancourt's his birthday today. Oh, yeah. Happy so birthday, wish Jimmy. Jim a happy birthday. I hate to say it, Jim. Having your birthday the day after Christmas might be the worst day. Yeah, my stepson's tomorrow. Oh, my God. That's terrible. Um, two things, real quick. You always ask me about dreams. Do you remember dreams? I've had the last three times I've fallen asleep, I've had the same exact dream. Weird. It's weird, but here's the deal. It's every time I'm in a restaurant, or I think I'm at a bar, believe it or not, like a, like a restaurant with the bar, but I'm sitting at the bar, and someone that you and I used to be friends with, okay, is about to get the shit kicked out of them at the bar. Can you say their name? No. And his Did wife. They listen? No. Yes. <laughs> I'm told yes. Okay. And um, and so <laughs> his wife is with him. And the guy's going to get the shit kicked out of him. He's trying to talk himself out, talk his way out of it. And the guy doesn't give a fuck that he, you keep talking. The more you talk, the more I'm going to beat you that much harder. Yeah. And his wife literally asked me for help to help her, her husband out okay. in this dream. And every time, dude, I go, fuck that guy. Good. I, I don't, I don't even get it from my, I just going to watch. I'm going to sit from the front row and watch it. I think I know. You who know it exactly is. who it is. <laughs> And every fucking time, dude, I fall asleep now three times in a row. Has he gotten the shit beat out of him yet? Yeah. He get, starts getting the shit kicked out of him. And she's screaming at me to help. And every time I just take another sip, I don't fucking even move. Nope. Because in, in the dream, I, I know I'm waiting for him to ask me for help. If yeah. he were to say help out. Oh, yeah, no. I would help. But it, oh, but, no way. But when she's screaming, I'm like, fuck that. He made fuck his own that. bed. This is what he gets, asshole. Fuck that. Yeah. So it was really weird, dude. Every time I fall asleep, three times in a row now, that same dream. I've never had that happen in my life. The other thing I want to say is this Tua story. I don't oh. know if you saw this Tua story. I have a very strong opinion on that. Go I, ahead. I do too. So Tua, in case you aren't, don't understand, he's in concussion protocol right now. Again, okay? Third time. So in, in the same fucking season, third time. So here's the deal. Either the Miami Dolphins fucking have the worst doctors of all time or they're lying. Which one is it? Mm -hmm. Are they either you're lying and you're covering for his poor performance, or you know what? He's in concussion protocol because he actually has concussion symptoms, but you guys can't recognize it till fucking someone either points well, it out to you. How about the NFL making Chris Collinsworth backtrack on his statements when he said he'd been knocked out twice, yeah. and then Collinsworth being having to come back and yeah. say, "Well, you know, that may not be what happened." Listen. Finish your part. And no, I'm, I'm basically it. I'm just like, dude, I'm, I'm I'm burnt out on it. I love the NFL like everyone else does. The way this kid is being handled, and I will yes. say a kid again, yes. and I will say, look, I don't know Tua personally. My son does. My son was there at Alabama when Tua came and did his visit, and they worked out together, and Josh called me and said, Dad, I think I just saw the best quarterback I've ever seen in my life. And this is when he played with Jalen and all those guys. It doesn't matter. I've watched this kid since he was a senior. I, like, yeah. I literally paid attention. Senior in high school. Yeah. And I will say a kid, it, the way he's being handled and the way things are working out, either somebody's lying or this guy is seriously injured and people do not give a fuck is disgusting to me. I'll, uh, I'll say this. I don't know what happened with Tua. I don't know what happened from the team's perspective. I don't know what happened from the league's perspective. I will tell you this. Uh, around 2010 through about 2013, I worked for both USA Boxing and for Camo. Uh, USA Boxing, I was a judge, but for Camo, which is the amateur mixed martial arts organization that runs fights at the four points all the time, I was not a judge. What my responsibility was, was I was responsible for the red corner or the blue corner. Didn't matter on that night. But for each one of these fights, Dave, and there'd be 12 to 13 fights a night, my job was to watch the red corner. I had that particular fighter. So let's just say the fighter's name is, you know, John Doe. John was my responsibility. It was my responsibility to watch John's hands get taped. I would watch it. I would sign it. I would initial it. I would walk John to the ring. I would sit with his corner, tell him what they could and couldn't do. I was in the cage between rounds to make sure there was no funny stuff yeah. going on. And then I was with John after the fight until he went and got checked out by the doctor. And every guy that fought on those cards, you fill out a form that is signed at the end by the ringside doctor and by me uh, and another official. In plenty of occasions, because you are in MMA, guys get knocked out. There's different levels. You see a guy maybe get stunned in the moment, fight gets stopped, you walk him back. 
you visit with the doctor. It's always the doctor's ultimate call, but the doctor knew that I had been with him and they were very nice and they would get your opinion, even though I was always like, dude, you're the doctor. I'm just some slappy trying to figure out how to license or be a judge. But there's different levels to what happened. Even if a guy got rear naked choked, right? Just tapped out, that's 30 days. And this is, again, 2012 to the best of my recollection. 30 days, you're not in the gym. You're given your opportunity. I want to mention another good friend of ours, of course. We just talked about him, Dan Williams. Dan Williams is the guy that just got the stunt cycle. We're super excited for him. But most importantly, Dan's the guy that can help you out with your finances. If you're in a situation where you're struggling this time of year and you're thinking about what what am I going to do when that credit card comes, Dan Williams, of course, is the guy. We talk about Dan all the time and your finances. And right now, if you're feeling a little insecure on where you stand financially, make sure you give Dan a call, 858-688-6813, Yeah, it, David, it's the one thing at the holidays that we just went through, but it also comes up any time of year where you want to be able to, I'll use the holidays as my example, you want to be able to get people what they want, right? Yep. We talked about the incredible gift that you got from Josh, and if you're in a situation where you have somebody that means a lot to you, you want to be able to get them that right gift but if you look at it and you go, well, I'd like to get it, but yeah, most years I can afford it. This year I can't. Boy, that can be incredibly deflating. And then it happens again in March or May or September when you need to do something. Maybe it's something as simple as just getting tires for your car. If you can't swing it financially, then you need to make this call because you get your finances in order. And then it could lead to something maybe as nice as buying your own house Give Dan a call, 858-688-6813. If you're looking for that perfect home and you still haven't found it yet or you're looking to sell your home and get the most for it, the only person to call is Brian Curry. He's the best in real estate. He's been doing it for almost 30 years. Brian's your guy, 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. So many places. We're so thankful to live here in San Diego. What the hell is that going on my phone? People <laughs> bugging me. Saying, hey, mention my neighborhood uh, tonight. All right, I will. Del Cerro. That was uh, the mayor of Del Cerro, <laughs> Miss uh, Mary Johnson. I don't know if she's the mayor. I don't even know if Del Cerro has a mayor. Probably not. But no matter where you want to live in San Diego, Dave, I say it all the time. One of the places that I would love to live yeah. is uh, right off Euclid on the 94. It seems like they're on the news all the time. They are. I'm a busy guy. It's a guy. lot of publicity. Yeah, Liberty Zapala is always down there. I'm like, well, if it's good enough for Liberty, it's good enough for me. <laughs> uh, probably not going to live there. But wherever you want to live, uh, so many questions you need to ask. We were talking about this the other night in regards to my own condo in La Mesa. Do you have parking? Do you have a garage? Does it have a pool? What's the HOA? Tennis courts? What are the neighbors like? Uh, Brian can help you find all those answers, probably better than anybody in town. That's why he's an award winner for more than 20 years. Give Brian Curry a call. He will find uh, the perfect home for you and your family. There you go. Don't forget about Alan Taylor and Taylor May Pools, the perfect pool for you just around the corner. Hopefully, you made the phone call to help your family out during the holidays. Nothing like a brand new pool in 2023. As we do the show right now, it was 80 degrees today. Ask about available financing, 619-449-4452, 619-449-4452. Dave, so thrilled that we can announce uh, the Christmas special pool. Cool. Uh, tonight, with approval from Alan and Amy, it's the Gene Stapleton Christmas <laughs> Bonanza. <laughs> Edith Bunker. Everybody wanted it. We we forced... No. Nobody even knows who Edith Bunker is anymore <laughs> other than me and Dave. It's an inside joke. It's the Lisa Ann holiday special. I'm not going to lie. When somebody with a billion downloads, Dave knows his feeling when she tells you she loves you. <laughs> Hey, that heart goes a flutter. <laughs> Who could blame us? Don't be jealous. Just take advantage of our moment of weakness. First 10 of you cash only. Lisa Ann pulls. Can you imagine having a Lisa Ann pull? That'd be something Jesus else. Jesus Christ, you never leave the house. Some of you weirdos better make sure it's got a good filter system. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Don't forget about Kyle Fluger. Look, if you're looking for a brand new website or looking to fix the Not one that the you Jets have. are for, weirdos. What? Kyle Fluger's your guy right there to fix that website, start brand new. People ask all the time for Kyle's number, and they're always happy with the result. 619-500-6621, 619-500-6621. Yeah, right now, Dave, how many Christmas presents did you buy from the store? How many did you buy online? Only three came from the store. I, Put it this way, I've not been to a mall in over a year. 
Yeah. That's why they've got all those YouTube videos of abandoned malls because the guys like you yeah, ruin lives. Sorry. But, well, you can, uh, you can pay it back by helping our friends who call Kyle Pfluger and get a new website. We'll support you. When you put those uh, new items up for sale, Dave's a big fan of three-wick candles. <laughs> so if you have a business that sells three-wick candles, and he likes the ones that smell like old Mary Jane. <laughs> you remember Mary Jane? <laughs> Could you, could you imagine buying a candle that just smells like pot? Yeah, I People can. People buy a shitload of those. We're brilliant, Davey. Let's get rich. Get rid of this stupid show. Uh, I don't know. You want to invent... There's probably somebody who's got weed candles. I'm sure. Right? Uh, well, all right. Either Dave and I will invent it or you'll invent it, but the guy who's going to help us sell it is Kyle Pfluger. There you go, right there. All right, so look, here's the deal. At some point in the show, it got cut off then. Yeah, I know we didn't get the how old are they and how much are they worth, which makes more sense because I picked the 28th, which will actually work in the next show. Yeah. And the questions, you guys are going to get all in the next show. I don't know where the show cut off. So we're going to see how it goes, and I'm not going to take time to edit because we never edit, right? No. So Merry Christmas exactly. to everybody. Uh, make sure you check in on a friend. And uh, Dave, great seeing you. Congratulations, Josh, Josh Palais, for the coolest gift of the year. Absolutely. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you in a couple of days. Door. I laughed so hard I 